Hey, welcome back to the Pilgrimage Podcast. For those waking up to the wonder in all things, celebrating truth and beauty, seeking to live fully here, fully present, fully human. We're currently working our way through a 10-part series around living lives that cost us who we don't want to be, about getting excited with the thought of meeting ourselves in the future, building an anticipation and a joy and an expectation around the people that we're becoming. And we're going to jump into the uh, second to last episode of the series. Before we do that, uh, I want to remind you, uh, tell you for the first time if this is your first podcast about the pilgrimage platform that I've launched. And uh, this platform is a means for anyone who wants to dive a little deeper into the concept of living life as pilgrimage, living a life that causes you to wake up to the wonder in every moment of our lives, uh, to live a life that treats the ground that we walk on as holy. And the Pilgrimage platform is a way that we can connect more. I send out weekly emails with more insights, reflections, um, content, new music, merch discount, tour discount. It's a whole way of just supporting the, the work that I do and keeping this podcast going without any need for having breaks with adverts and uh, sponsorship. So if you haven't done already, you can check that out at joshualukesmith.com. But without further ado, this episode is called Nurturing with Kara and Marie Smith. So we've reached close to the end of the series and um, we're on the word nurturing. And so this part of this manifesto around living a life that costs us who we don't want to be is really exploring the attitudes that we have towards taking care of ourselves and as a result, being able to take care of the world around us. Uh, Jesus quote with a scripture, uh, an ancient scripture of the Hebrews when he said, the, 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 the commandment that underpins every other commandment, the rule, the golden rule, which really creates a beautiful experience on this earth is to love God and be loved by God and to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And that is so easy to reel off the tongue, but it's actually a very intentional lifestyle to be one that loves yourself with the, with the, the expression also being loving other people. So we're going to talk about that today. And um, I have my wonderful wife, Kara, with me, who is a counselor, uh, uh, a coach, and just a woman who pursues well-being in a way which is so countercultural um, and has chosen to not be defined by what she's been through or the circumstances that could so easily label um, how her life should look and who she should be and she seeks to bring freedom to other people and so she's gonna share a bit more today um, and I want to kick off with a question uh, which revolves around this idea of being someone who is nurturing uh, but holistically and you have an outlook on life which is we are as human beings we're made up of various elements and expressions. We're, we're a physical being. We have a physical body that needs care, needs to be taken care of. We have thoughts and a mind and a psychology. Uh, we have emotion and we have a spirituality. And when you explore what it is to nurture oneself and nurture someone else, you do so with this conviction that all elements need to be upheld and invested into. So would you talk to that for a bit of like, you know, what does it look like for you to appreciate that the whole essence of who you are needs to be nurtured and, and, and cared for. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think um, there's so much of humanity and there's so much that's actually practical in my journey um, that has been more spiritual than maybe the spiritual things that I thought, you know, the preconceptions of 
I have to pray to feel spiritual um, mm. or I have to you know do something a certain way to feel connected to God um, but there's so many practical things that actually being connected to myself allowed me to be connected to God mm. and um, there's a season where um, I signed up to run a marathon it's quite a few years ago now but um, every I'd wake up early it was real <laughs> I don't like wake up early so mm-hmm. um, wake up early and go for runs early mornings or you know plan my day around these long lengthy um, moments of training and it would start as a as a care for my body it would start for I want to be healthy but I want to I want to run 26.2 miles mm. so if I want to do that then if that's a you know desire then I need to train for this and um, in that training though I'd run for 10 miles say and the first two would be just oh get the pace I'll figure this out and then the second two would be all of a sudden I'm praying hmm. and there wouldn't there wasn't a I'm gonna decide it was just because I was connected to my body um, and I am a temple of the Holy Spirit, then that is then the overflow. And I, and you know, that word can be used in lots of different ways, but I think there is a bubbling up of who we truly are. Mm. We as humans want our true selves to be seen and known, mm. I think by who ourselves, but also by God and by others. And, um, and I remember, you know, also, you know, it would it kind of weave into each other. So all of a sudden I was praying for a mile and then the next mile I was weeping. Mm. And I'd come home and I'd tell you, you know, I, I yeah. just had this incredible experience. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't that I did anything special. It's that I chose to be present. Yeah. I chose to be present to what, what just came up. Yeah. It wasn't manufactured or controlled I guess and maybe that's just a personality thing um but I think there's so much in that in that experience for me that made me see that um running that marathon and um was a spiritual practice for a season Mm, yeah yeah um but it wasn't at all the way I thought it would be because I I grew up in in a Pentecostal upbringing so the body was you you left that like Mm. that's the flesh that's that's evil you know that has all the things you don't want in it you want to focus completely on the spirit Mm. and and I did you know growing up and it's been a mind shift you know a paradigm shift to to really see that but God created the body Mm. if he he created us each one of us and and you know in scriptures it his breathe his breath into us the care of that mm. the nurture of even the, in the scriptures you know it talks about he caught on his hands and knees in the dust mm. we were just dust and put his face to our face mm. to breathe life into us such care yeah. if he wanted it to just be something that didn't matter yeah. then he would have just snapped his fingers and he could have done it that way yeah. but such care and you know, I imagine a God a lot about um, as as a gardener with messy hands and boots mm. full of mud and, mm. uh, you know, like windswept hair, like mm. kind of this this wild 
carer, mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. like this, like a garden who cares for his, his plants and his, and 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 his garden, who's like deeply interested. Yeah, yeah. Well, and like, but like also this like adventurer that's willing to like climb a mountain for that one flower. Yes, that's on the edge. Yeah, and like he could have, he didn't have to do it, but he does. Mm. And I think that's a, how God actually wants us to see his tender kindness and his care towards us yes. um, that it's actually not just I don't know this supernatural thing it's it's pretty practical it's pretty so it's like you if you invest in care and nurture into one part of who you are the idea being that we're made up of different expressions of what it is to be human we have thoughts we have emotions we have a body we have a spirituality and investing into one has a potential to awaken the other parts of who we are with like a yearning of well invest there as well absolutely right so I, I like i love your your image of the marathon because well you did a marathon but this whole idea of we can live lives that cost who we don't want to be right. um the, the process of running that marathon i remember for you was it wasn't like i want to achieve a race it was i want to be free yeah. And you'd, you'd, you'd walk through some difficult experiences and you wanted healing and freedom. And so the, the getting up at five in the morning, running 15 miles wasn't, I just want to be fit and strong healthily. Yeah. It was, I want to be a free woman. Yeah. I don't want to have the, the pain and the bondage that I've experienced before. Yeah. Do you think that's available for everyone? Absolutely. I think if, if the vision, the vision is freedom and the vision is liberty, then there is, um, anyone can have that freedom and everyone can have that freedom available to them there's there's an incredible table laid of yeah. freedom and it can look be packaged in loads of different ways and I think it's important that it does look differently yes. I don't think every person should look the same and have the same formula yes. because we're all individuals yeah. and all our different journeys and walks but um, but I think you know with vision yeah. um, we can have what yeah. we desire what do you think is is the relationship between nurturing yourself in a way which doesn't just look like comforting yourself, um, <clears throat> like in a in a self care culture, which is which has huge positives to it. Obviously, obviously, um, it's bringing such healing to people and to our society at large, but can also create an environment of enabling oneself. Um, if it's not defined properly. So what do you think is like the relationship between having a having a, a nurturing attitude towards yourself of I want to become free mm -hmm. and comforted and safe and healthy, but not allowing it to turn into a environment where you're enabling yourself to stay in old patterns and kind of labeling it self-care. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, again, being nurturing and being attuned to yourself is a discipline mm -hmm. and um, I think it is easy to discomfort and numb I think that's probably the sign the flag that I'd watch for am I numbing or am I actually working through these things and a phrase that I use is you know stay in the room mm -hmm. um, stay mm -hmm. with the feeling or stay with um, the hardship or the pain mm -hmm. of it stay stay with it long enough yeah. um, to give it to God or give it to someone, a friend, a counselor with vulnerability and honesty. Um, and don't rush yourself. Mm. Um, 
but there is a fine line and i to be honest i think that's for anyone the individual i think mm. and the accountability that i think we need mm. in journeys like this um to be nurturing of yourself is not to be stagnant mm. it's not to just sit down and in our comfort place which i am very likely to do and i'm grateful for people in my life who help me not do that but um i think usually the comfort that we desire costs us mm. true comfort yeah, good. true comfort to be deeply known and seen and comforted i think we know the areas of our heart that we run from mm. and the things that we don't want to do or mm-hmm. um and if we were honest with ourselves and attuned paying attention to ourselves would we hear the comments that said oh, well i don't i can't achieve that so i won't mm. or i'm not going to start that business because it will just it it will humiliate me mm. or i won't tell my friend that i really need their help today because mm. they won't come and again all these things are subtle little things but it is paying attention to ourselves that give us signposts to really something like amazing that god can do and actually that we can do for ourselves as yeah. well and um yeah, you'll often say that emotions are signposts yeah rather than like running from them they're actually directing you towards probably a need yeah or a um like an expression of yourself that is like been hidden or waiting to happen yeah and i think it's important to say you know if emotions are a new thing they're not new for any of us but to face them and they feel too overwhelming we need other people yeah we, we need friends that are going to be there or or a counselor a safe space that's not um that's neutral completely neutral because those big things that come up they can be overwhelming um but they don't have to overwhelm everything mm. they don't have to take over and define everything um so again that that space for truth but i think comfort can sometimes distract us from the freedom we want mm. um, yes that's really good because i think you say this all the time you know it costs you what you don't want of yourself becoming yeah. becoming human yeah. becoming who you want to be, be yes. in life is costs us the very parts of us that we don't actually really want yes and staying yeah. nurturing is actually being attentive and attuned to almost those things in us of how do we speak to ourselves and our own minds mm. is it kind like is it like a friend are we friends with ourselves or are we enemies mm. and and i think that relationship is key because If we're not friends with ourselves, how can we truly give our who we really are to someone else if we don't like mm. it with ourselves on mm. our own? You know, I challenge people to, you know, go for walks on your own or just even sit in silence and meditate. See what see what you hear and you probably in the beginning will hear a lot of negativity because if you're not listened, well, how do you feel when you're not listened to? Yeah. Like frustrated and yeah, angry and upset and so And I think the soul is probably one of the biggest places that we don't listen. Yeah. We don't want to listen because we you know it says the the harsh thing or the real thing, but it doesn't mean that you have to stay there in that place. You know there is a god who's attuned even more. Mm. Um I can help you in that. That's really good. You um you've talked to me before about um 
getting to know yourself and obviously you know you're talking you're sharing there but like take time and go for walks and introduce yourself to yourself for someone listening to this where this all does just feel like a whole new concept even the idea of nurturing self you know and being someone who's nurturing to um to live a life that costs who you don't want to be what would just what would be a couple real practical ways of just kind of getting started in that process of like all right today you know this is how you can get to know yourself some more and perhaps become more attentive and attuned to what you might need yeah um i think a big one is listening but if that feels really hard um then writing so um just writing whatever's in your head um at the beginning of the day or end the day you know um, just writing everything that comes into your head, nothing is judged or um, you, you don't even have to read it back. I do it a lot on my laptop or my phone and then I just delete it all so no one really sees it and you don't have to reread it but it, it just, it gives you um, a starting point of, of just letting things bubble up because we're quite a controlled society, quite a controlled we want things to be in a box, and I think emotions usually aren't in a box. They're usually the thing that we feel most messy in. Um, so writing, that's a, that's a really big one. Um, meditation is a big one. You know, if you can sit still and and breathe and learn to listen to your breath and yeah. learn to be aware of your body, I think it's a really big um, help to to then know when you're panicking and when you're running when you're mm. numbing because if you don't know those feelings what those even feel like um for you personally um then it feels like you're kind of like up creek without a paddle mm. like mm. i can't even get to the place i am hoping to get mm. to um yeah. and um and yeah introduce yourself to yourself is something that i i really enjoy periodically just write a list of things that i like stuff for any other reason but just because I like them and um after I do you know the heart work the stuff facing things you know it's a little bit of a reward it's kind of silly but it's also amazing because you're valuing yourself yes you're putting value on a process that is really hard and people don't do it and so if you do do it I encourage you keep going and if you've never done it before I encourage you take the courage to step into it because um it's not an easy journey, but it's it's one of freedom. Mm. And so, you know, after I do some heart work, some journaling or whatever, feeling into my emotions, um, I'll like do one of those things on a list, which is simple. It's not always massive. It's Yeah, no, so good. I love what you were saying about like, um, you, you sometimes have to move past comfort to get to a place of true nurturing, mm. of nurturing yourself. Do you have any thoughts around that of like, you know, even as you're saying, I'm like, yeah, okay, I can, I can probably think of a couple ways where comfort, what was initially something that was nurturing and comforting, has become something that is debilitating and numbing. Um, so, to the person listening and identifying with that, mm. perhaps it's, I would just like watch five hours of Netflix, and at one point that was a real grace and a real mm-hmm. oasis, and now it's, I'm just numbing myself. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on sort of moving from uh, what was what was nurturing which has become um you know dysfunctional to to then move forward into no what does it look like to really nurture myself in this time Mm. um i think permission Mm. is a really big one permission to let it be a journey 
yeah. because some things that work initially um, won't work. What got us here won't get us there. Yeah. What got us to the first point, we need refueling, we need a new strategy to yeah. get to the second bit of whatever the journey is. And um, I think, yeah, permission to not get it right every day, yeah. definitely. Um, but also I think something that's really helped me and obviously you've helped me in this is is being around people that are kind of the opposite of you mm, <laughs> being around people that um that don't just maybe sit around and watch watch netflix for five hours who who get up that really early this is really you and me diversity really but <laughs> you know get up early and, and seize the day and see the positive or whatever that is um that you're searching for, be around those people, and it will grate you, <laughs> and it will, um, it will wake you up as well. It will challenge you, because if we're not doing it but we desire it, then it's fantasy. Mm. It's not, it's not reality. But if we can get with people who we trust, friends that we trust, to say, "I'm on this journey," and you know, some days I'm, I'm just gonna want to do this. Could we go for a walk, or really could good. we meet for coffee, or like, could I just text you when I feel this or that or the other? And there, there has to be vulnerability in this journey, especially when it comes to learning what comfort truly is. Because I don't believe God has set us up to just have what we want when we want it, but He has, He has also said, "I, I will restore all things." And I'm a good gift giver. Yes. Um, so even in the, the day that we don't do it right, there's a gift in that. There's a gift in the day yeah. somewhere. It wasn't God. all wasted and it yeah. wasn't all like yeah, worth nothing. Right. And so, um, and I think probably honesty with ourselves. Yeah, that's right. There's really a good. question that um, I think, I think it was you that asked me of, or maybe we decided to ask each other of like, say what you see. Yeah. What do you see? in me not just what I feel like I'm doing because especially when you're doing heart work it's a lot of energy mm -hmm. it's a lot of work and um it can feel overwhelming at times and that's that's right and you know it needs to va be validated but we don't always see what we look like and I, you know I remember at times at my lowest point I thought I was so successful at regulating my emotions mm -hmm. and actually I was sleeping majority of the day I wasn't getting up, I wasn't getting dressed, I was actually really depressed. And um, I remember, you know, this conversation between you and I, and you said, I, this is what I see. And I was shocked, but it was true. Mm. And I think sometimes we need, we need those people in our life to say, this is what I see. And this is, there's no condemnation to it. There's no shame to it, but this is what I see. Is this what you want? Um, especially in the behavior of, of our lives and stuff. That's so. really good. Yeah, so good. Um, is there anything you just want to jam on and just, just share? Um, yeah. yeah, I think that the only other thing is, that I would say is, is, you know, kind of a mantra to my life really yeah. is, uh, is a phrase called walk slow. Yeah. And in all of, you know, this process is a discipline and, it is hard work to, to focus on the things that have hurt us in life or bruised us in life, um, but it needs a space. It needs to be heard because it's part of our story. It's not the only part of our story. But walking slow has been 
I don't know, years, I guess, of my life. Um, through different terrain and different parts of my emotional journey that it's felt like I'm never gonna get through this, is never gonna I'm never gonna get to the other side of this, you know, those kind of bleak moments and um but walk slow has always kind of rang in me, which which is essentially is be present. Be present to the beauty and brokenness. Be present to the beauty that's in the process that we are all just really blagging we're all just mm. trying to get yeah. to our true selves and falling on our faces as we try to do it and i remember this one day it was a really hard day uh, different things were going on loss pain ache all the stuff and um and i went for a walk and i just felt the lord remind me that you know a, a toddler when you go for a walk with a toddler it like takes ages mm -hmm, yeah. and like unless you're dragging <clears throat> them along like they pick up everything and they notice everything and they ask questions about everything like there's not there's not anything that's missed out of that and sometimes in the emotional journey in the nurturing journey of our souls I feel like that toddler that's like, but what about this? And what about this? What about that? And how's this going to work? And there's so much of that that I feel so young in. And if I allow shame and fear to rule my life in that, then it then it's condemnation. Then it's I'm stuck here in this place I don't want to be in. Um, but if it's hand in hand with God, back to a garden where he actually Beautiful. created us to be in, yeah to walk hand in hand in him, with him in the cool of the night, then it's me as a toddler mm. going for a walk with my mm. God, um, a friend, a father. So I think walk slow would be probably what That's I would really leave everyone with really is um, nurturing is, is a discipline. It is something that is, is cultivated. And I think sometimes for many, it takes time. It takes um, energy and it, you know there's different ways to it reading being inspired by different people you know the scriptures ted talks all the things that we can actually we have at our fingertips to be helped yes um but really to come back to i'm helped by my god yeah. and i helped by um being dependent really and i think that's the difference between self-help and nurturing because self-help is I'm going to help myself. I'm going to do this my own. But nurturing is I'm going to be dependent on a God who nurtures me. Mm. So that I can nurture myself and others. And see what I can become. Um, because God loves our humanity. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. That's stunning. Um, we've been ending each episode with a, with a prayer for pilgrimage. A prayer on the process um, as pilgrims. So I was wondering if you would... If you would close with praying for all the pilgrims listening, yeah. myself included. Sure. Um, yeah, God, I pray that we would be ones that would walk slow in the garden of our hearts. And that you would be the wild gardener, attuned and full of love towards us. I pray that we would be ones of courage, of vulnerability, um, yeah, and of a tenacity to not let what has gone behind us define our present or our future, but to believe in 
the feast that is to come and the feast that is here every day of your goodness and of your kindness and of your friendship and intimacy with us. I pray, God, for those who are in the depths and in the darkest places, would you hand them a light? And for those who have no idea where to start, would you hand them a paddle for their journey? Would you equip each one of us with your presence that goes before us and provides our daily bread and our daily love and our daily courage to stay nurturing? Amen. Amen. Thanks, darling. If you want to uh, discover more of Kara's beautiful work and words, you can follow her on Instagram at Kara and Marie Smith. Uh, you can check out www.soulsession.co or www.healthystrong.org to find out more about what Kara does as a holistic counselor and uh, coach. And she has got a lot going on, so you want to check it all out. But appreciate you listening. And we'll be back very soon with the final episode in this series. So stay tuned and get ready for that. Peace.